the word that I have for you tonight is very timely. I had been planning as in my prayer time for Wednesday nights, moving forward for a little bit here. The Lord had kind of put into my heart in my prayer time. Uh, he kind of directed me to go back and to revisit a series of messages that I preached in the summertime of last year. I don't know if you'll remember it or not, but we called it the, the summer of significance. And I shared with you some messages and the Lord had put in my heart to go back and revisit those and bring those to the walk on Wednesday nights and begin to talk about that. So that's what I've been preparing for. And the first one uh, that I shared that we're going to be looking at uh, tonight and working our way through was a, a message that I preached that I titled Opportunities Will Rise. And what a, what a day for the Lord to have put into my heart and to prepare towards this night to share this message with you, to share this study with you about opportunities that are going to rise. On the very same day uh, that our governor comes out and begins to talk about the opportunities going forward of coming back together, I think the Lord is preparing us now uh, for what is going to move forward. So I'm believing that we are beginning to move prophetically now to the other side. And so I hope that you're ready. I, I can't wait to see what all this is going to look like. We're not going back to church as normal. Church as normal wasn't what it should have been. We're going to go for church that God wants us to be. And our gatherings are going to be times of celebration, equipping, preparing, strengthening, uh, ministry time, opportunity time, but but the church is not just going to move back into a building. The church has been deployed, and and we are going to be on the move from this day forward. I believe until the Lord calls us home and the Lord returns. I believe we are going to be the church now that is moving, and we're going to define what that means outside of the walls as well as inside of the walls. And I'm agreeing with Pastor Barry Clardy and the prophetic dream that he felt that he had an interpretation. I shared that on uh, the Facebook page. I'm agreeing with him. The, the Lord had spoke to him in that dream and said to him that people left the church buildings as church members. But when we return to the church building, we're going to return as worshipers. And so I want you to get prepared. I believe the Lord is about to open up some opportunities. So I want you to take your Bibles with me tonight. And for the next few moments, we're going to be talking out of Acts chapter number eight. We're going to be looking at the story of uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm going to talk to you about opportunities. Now, now listen to this. This is how God works. We're going to be in Acts chapter eight. And I'm going to begin reading in just a moment at verse number 25. I, I want you to, I want you to see how God works in this. Back in the summer, when I was preparing for this and I was putting messages together and putting titles with messages and all of those type of things, I, I settled on the title of Opportunities Will Rise. And that's what I preached on that fit in where we were at the time. But here was one of the titles that was in my heart that I was thinking about uh, that I didn't use at that time. And I thought, this is how God works. The opportunity dilemma. You know, with every opportunity, there's a dilemma. 
And as I'm thinking about uh, now wrapping my mind around how we go back into the building and what that's going to look like, we see the dilemmas that opportunity is going to bring to us. And so I, I believe God is up to something and going to say something to us tonight. Another one of those titles that I looked at, see what, what you don't know is, is I'm always working on titles as well as messages and uh, no one even pays attention to the titles but me. Uh, but it helps me with my rhythm of preaching because that's the theme that I'm going for. One of the titles was the opportunity option, the option that opportunity brings to us. And there's options now that are going to be because there's going to be those as we begin to move back into the building for services before long. It's going to be those that are going to still be hesitant and those that aren't sure that's what they want to do. And so there's going to be options. Opportunity brings options. And, and then here was the last one that I'll share with you, the last title that I had written down. And I, all of these were written down last year as I was working on this. Uh, but the last title I'll share with you that I had in my mind was this, Opportunities in Strange Packages. And uh, what a opportunity in a strange package that, that we are seeing right now. This seems odd, and this is a very odd time and a very weird time, a very, very strange time. It's a strange packaging of this moment, but there are opportunities in this moment. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, and, and I'm just going to share a few things from my message and share some other things and, and, and with you, but I just know that the Lord put into my heart to go back and revisit this and I don't think it's by accident that he put in my heart as I was preparing for this to start off with opportunities and that it hits on the day that the governor begins to talk about new opportunities uh, for uh, the church and for everyone here in Oklahoma. So let's begin to look at this a little bit together. Acts chapter 8 and verse number uh, 25. There's been a great revival in Samaria. Uh, Acts chapter 8 starts with the church being scattered because of persecution. In chapter 7, Stephen had been stoned to death. And the church had been called to take the gospel when the Holy Spirit fell on them. The promise was and the declaration was in Acts chapter 1 that when you receive this power, you are to be witnesses unto me, the Lord would say, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. And up until Acts chapter 8 begins, the church had kind of been stuck in neutral right there in Jerusalem. They had not really branched out. So persecution hits them. And, and the Bible says they were scattered now uh, throughout. And so Acts chapter 8 uh, picks that up. And, and I, I just want you to understand that God is never caught by surprise. God will take the opportunities of a moment to push us forward. And I believe that is what he's doing uh, right now. And so uh, in, in Acts 8, there's a great revival that breaks out in Samaria. Uh, we encounter a sorcerer that tries to buy the power of the Holy Spirit uh, from Peter and John when they came down and he saw the Holy Spirit fall upon them after they'd been saved, after Philip had preached to them and They'd been saved in the city, had great joy throughout that whole city. And so um, then in Acts 8, verse 25, it says, So when they had testified and they had preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem 
preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. See, now the promise is going out. The gospel is moving. In verse 26, now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So God is going to call Philip, an evangelist, away from a great harvest and revival in this city and in this region. A great move of God had taken place. And all of a sudden, God begins to speak to him about going down south where there was desert. Not to the next next big city, not to the next area packed with people, but to the desert. So it's, it seems strange God would cause him to leave one thing that seems to be surely what God wanted and call him to a desert and somehow would see that as an opportunity. And I, I think that's so fitting in the world world that we're living in today because many people probably have thought in their minds, how in the world could God make an opportunity out of this when we had to leave our buildings and we can't gather together anymore? There's going to be a famine of the word. There's going to be a famine and it's going to be like a desert place for believers. But guess what? Even though it looked like a desert, God had a plan and there was an opportunity for the gospel to go out in brand new ways and to reach people even possibly as never before. And so this is an opportunity moment, even like Philip's moment was an opportunity. It didn't look like it. It seemed like a strange package, but there was opportunity within that strange moment. And there's opportunity within our moments uh, right now. Okay, verse 27. So Philip arose, okay, and he went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. So he's a eunuch. He's a servant of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. And, and he is one in charge of her money. And so this is the man, and he had charge of all our treasury, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. This whole story is odd. This whole story, there's parts of it that just don't seem to mesh together. Why would God call Philip to leave a thriving moment to go to the desert? Why would there be an Ethiopian man there serving the queen of the Ethiopians, a eunuch, and, and he's coming to Jerusalem to worship. This is just an odd setting all the way around. Now, now just follow with me. Verse 28, and, and this man was returning and he was sitting in his chariot. So he'd been to Jerusalem to worship. He was on his way back. He was sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. So obviously this, this Ethiopian eunuch was a man of power, man of authority, but obviously he was a man that, that had been grafted in uh, to Judaism and to the worship of the Jewish people and the worship of God. Okay, this, this all just seems to be an odd picture as we look at it. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Now listen to what happens. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. So catch up to him. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. 
and said to him, do you understand what you are reading? And listen to what the Ethiopian man says. He's been to Jerusalem to worship. He's on his way back. He's got the treasury of the queen of the Ethiopians. He's, he's her servant. All of this odd scenario. And verse 31, and he said, how can I understand what I'm reading? He's worshiping something he doesn't even understand. Not fully. Unless someone guides me. That's what he says. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. That the place in the scripture which he read was this. He was reading in Isaiah where Isaiah had written about the Christ. What a coincidence, right? There are no coincidences with God. God has plans. God has purpose. And your life is in his purpose, in his plan right now, if you'll remain faithful to him. Here's what he was reading. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Is he talking about of himself or some other man? And then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. All of a sudden, the odd scenario, the strange circumstance, the dilemma turns in to a gospel opportunity. I hope that your eyes are open right now to gospel opportunities. I hope that you take the time and take the moment that in the midst of your dilemmas, in the midst of, of the strange packaging that we are living in right now, the odd moments that we're living, we are watching for opportunities to spread the gospel of Jesus. So he preached Jesus. And now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Do you know, this just hit me. So just a side note here. Just last night, we were having a discussion with Pastor John from Discover Church, a discussion and many of you jumped on there with us. And uh, there was a question on there. What do we do right now if someone within our family or whatever in this time of isolation desires to be baptized? And uh, what, a, what a question. I told them when they asked that question, my answer was, hey, it's a great opportunity for family baptism. And then when we gather back as a church, then, then the pastor can baptize. But, but who's to keep you from being baptized? If you got a bathtub, be baptized in the, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and, and, and spread the gospel. And so that was just last night. Now we're reading this uh, today, okay? So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. What a story. What an odd time. What an odd story. What a dilemma 
this opportunity brought. And we're going to look at a few of those things, but I want to just say a few things first of all to you. I want to ask you a question. First question I want to ask you is this. Do we desire God's plan and purpose or do we desire our own will, what we want? Where's our desire? Where is your desire tonight? Are you desiring what God wants for you or are your desires more about the priority more on what you desire? See, we got we to gotta check that first because let me tell you, as a preacher, as one who has served in the role of an evangelist, as one who gets the opportunity to share the gospel, and when it's harvest time for preachers and for evangelists, it is a hard thing to consider leaving harvest time and going to a place that looks like desert. And Philip had to determine that he wanted God's plan, God's purpose, more than his own. Right now, in the midst of this dilemma, in the midst of this virus, as we now are topping the hill, looking now towards reopening and moving forward, as we're beginning to move forward now and making plans to go forward, do we want our way and our will, or is the priority God's plan and God's purpose? Settle that in your heart. Get that settled. Make sure you have taken care of that decision first. Here's the next thing I want to say to you tonight. God will always give life opportunities for those that are desiring more of his life. So if you're desiring him more, he will give you life opportunities. That's, that's, that's what he will always do. We need to desire the Lord and his purpose and his plan. And here's the next thing I want to say to you. You and I, even in the midst of quarantine, we have daily opportunities. There are daily opportunities. Sometimes they may be opportunities for us to grow. Sometimes they are opportunities to reach out to others. Sometimes they are opportunities to reach to family or friends or coworkers. Whatever your opportunity, don't miss them. What is the definition of an opportunity? An opportunity is a favorable juncture of circumstances. <clears throat> it is a good chance for advancement or progress. That's what an opportunity is. I want to tell you, we've got a good chance. And this is a favorable juncture of circumstance. The this, this time of halting provided an opportunity for rest and refreshment. That's what, that's what the definition goes on to say. This is a good chance for advancement and progress for those who desire the will of the Lord above their own. So settle that in your mind, first of all. What a, so we get back to this story, and I want, I want to share this with you. Opportunities will always look like a choice a risk, and a challenge. That's how opportunities come to us. When opportunities come our way, they will always look like a choice. There'll always be a choice. You can always choose to take advantage of the opportunity or to miss it. Opportunities will always seem like a risk. Because 
It'll seem like it's going to cost you something. See, Philip had an opportunity to go where God wanted him to go, but it could have very well seemed risky to him. And then opportunities will always come as a challenge. God said, go to the desert place. That's a challenging place. So that's opportunity. So whenever you recognize there's a choice, there's a risk, and there's a challenge, you can rest assured God is giving an opportunity. So right now, there is a choice. You can either cho- you can choose to sit down, mope about what you don't have, mope about, well, I wish things were different. I wish we could all get back to church. I wish this, I wish that. And you can mope about that or you can take advantage of the choice and say, God, I'm going to go where you want me to go. I'm going to get a daily opportunity and I'm going to take it. And it may look like a risk, but I'm willing to step out. And it may seem like it's challenging, but a challenge isn't going to keep me from accepting the opportunity. And so get that settled in your mind as well. Now, we're we're just going to hit a couple things. I'm not going to go through my whole message. I just wanted to recap this. That's what the Lord told me to do. The, the, The Lord said, I want you to go back and revisit that summer of significance. Because see, it was more significant than we realized. Because God's been preparing. In fact, if you would go back, you'd go to our YouTube page and you go back and you start looking at the messages from last summer and you start hearing what God is saying all the way up until the time of this quarantine when we, were, when we left the church building. You will see God speaking words to the church, to Riverlight Church, words of preparation. Words of expectation, words that, that, that were preparing us for opportunities. So God's up to something. So when you have a choice and there's a risk involved and there's a challenge ahead, no, God's giving an opportunity. And I believe he has it right now. Thank you, Candace, from July 21st, she just put on there. So you can go and you can listen to that whole message and, and you can find probably a whole lot more detail than, than what I'm giving you right now. But here's what happens. In a completely mixed up, confusing moment in time, God reveals the opportunity for life change. Okay, and he reveals it through the word. He reveals it through an encounter. He reveals it through a preacher. And he reveals it through a brand new church body. The, the early church had just now been birthed and ready to go forward. And, and so God is revealing in a mixed up moment, in an odd time, God is revealing through all of these an opportunity. And so a man on an assignment had great authority under a queen, looking after money, left his home to worship at another altar. But look at what happened in verse 28. I read it to you, but he was returning. He was sitting in his chariot. And here's what, what the Lord is speaking to us in this. The opportunity came at an intersection time. When the, the, the Ethiopian man now has went and worshipped, he's on his way back and God's plan intersects with his journey. There is an intersection that occurs. That's the returning time. He's returning to his own plan when he is intersected with God's plan. Let me tell you something. At every intersection, there is an opportunity for God to do something. 
So I want you to hear that. And then notice he's in his chariot riding. He's going at a certain pace. Does that sound familiar to anyone, Riverlight Church? He is traveling at a certain pace. And here's what the pace is. The pace was the pace that the man of God with the word of God could overtake him. He's not on a dead run. He's not on a sprint. He's going at a pace where God's word and God's plan can catch him and overtake him. Do you know sometimes we get to moving so fast and we get so caught up in our own ways and we get so dead set on what we're doing that we don't go at the right pace that God's plan can intersect with us. So maybe this pause through COVID-19 has now turned into an opportunity for us to slow down a little where God's plan can intersect with our plans. Amen. What a word. I, I just, I feel that in my spirit. God is intersecting with you right now. He's coming and he's, he's catching up with you. He's catching you right now at the right place, at the right time with his plan, with his word. Lord, help me to listen. I hope I'm hearing what I'm teaching to you tonight. And look what he was doing. So he was returning. There was an intersection time. He was at the right pace where God's word could, could catch, catch him at the right time. And he's reading out of the book of Isaiah. You know what that means? That means he's interested. He is interested in what God has to say. Amen. There's an opportunity rising. There is an opportunity in the midst of a dilemma. There is an opportunity that's an option. There is an opportunity in a strange package right now. But if you and I will be interested enough to pursue God, and if we will live our life at a pace where we are always on a pace where God can intersect with us, we're not lagging too far behind and we're not sprinting too far ahead. We're just going at that pace God has for us. God's plan and purpose intersects that pace. And as he catches us at the right time, at that intersection moment, he gives an opportunity. I wonder what opportunity is waiting around the corner for you. I just wanted to get on tonight, as I've said now repeatedly on several occasions, God directed me to this word for this night to revisit what he's been preparing us for because he's not through. And there is something that's about to come into your life. I, I really feel like I want to say that prophetically. You have to judge God's word, but I feel prophetically in my spirit but there are many people, many of us, that are on the verge of an opportunity of a lifetime. Will we take advantage of it? Will we, will we stay at the right pace where he can hit us at the right time? Will we be aware in our intersection moment and will we be interested enough to pursue God's plan? 
I'm not going to go in. You can go back and listen to the message. There's points with that message that you can go here. And I, I would encourage you, if you feel like the Lord's speaking this to you, I think Candace said on there, it's July 21st, I believe. I don't, my date may be off, of 2019. And it's the message, Opportunities Will Rise. You can find it there. I may even bump it up on the schedule so you can find it easier on our YouTube page, River Life Church and more. And you can go listen to that message and you can hear these things and then you can dig a little bit deeper because I believe God is preparing for the opportunity of a lifetime. Now, thank you, Candace. I see that July 21st, 2019. Now, the most important step we can take is submitting our will to his plan. If Philip would have argued and not went, he would have missed the intersection moment. If Philip would have been more about But Lord, look at all these great things that are happening to being obedient to the Lord. He would have missed the intersection moment. And it wasn't just an intersection moment for one man. That that eunuch was one man. But you know what happened from there? Tradition would say that from that moment, the gospel would spread into Ethiopia and in the regions beyond. The gospel of Jesus Christ. It can open up countries. It can open up communities. It can open up families. It can open up cities. It can change a culture. And God is looking for those who will jump on board their opportunity. There'll be a choice. There'll be a risk. And there'll be a challenge. But God opportunities are well worth it. Who's with me tonight? Who says I'm ready, Lord, for whatever opportunity you open up in my life? If you are, we're going to pray. I I just want to, I feel like I just want to give you a moment because whoever's watching right now, I believe that as you answer in the affirmative that I'm ready, that I agree, that we're putting a voice to our faith. We're putting a sound into the heavens. I see those now. They're coming in now. I'm a little behind on here on the chat part of it. We're putting a sound forth. It's a sound of faith. It's a sound of worship. It's a sound of honor. It's it's that sound that's going to shake our world. And I think if we're ready, God is going to do something amazing. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now.